1: Support for this podcast comes from Aegis Living. Caring for an older parent isn't easy, especially when Dad insists on doing everything himself. You want to see him safe, healthy, and happy. From caring staff to keeping families and residents connected, that's Aegis Living. Welcoming respite stays. Aegisliving.com. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Researchers say they've identified a new variant of the coronavirus in several places in California and have linked it to several coronavirus cases in Santa Clara County. Researchers at UC San Francisco and elsewhere are still working to determine whether it's more infectious or could impact vaccination efforts. Here's Santa Clara County Health Officer Dr. Sarah Cody.
2: But to really understand whether these outbreaks are
0: uh, behaving as they are because of the virus uh, or because of some
2: other conditions, uh, we don't know.
1: Meanwhile, over the weekend, the state surpassed more than 3 million coronavirus cases, the most in the country. About a million of those cases are in Los Angeles County. The death toll from the virus in L.A. has been so high that officials have temporarily suspended air quality regulations because of the number of cremations. Some good news. COVID hospitalizations are slightly down in L.A. and new big vaccination centers are operational, like one at Dodger Stadium. The pandemic has also created opportunities for crime. Fraudsters have stolen as much as $8 billion and counting in unemployment benefits from the state. Now Bank of America is facing a federal lawsuit in connection with that fraud and the impact it's had on innocent customers. The California Report's Mary Franklin Harvin brings us a story of one Bay Area man who's been both a victim of unemployment fraud and the effort to fight it.
3: In the before times, Gregory Collins worked as a tech contractor. He's been trying to hustle since he got laid off, but at 51 years old, he says he thinks his age has been an added barrier in the already anemic job market. A few months ago, despite being a vegetarian, he even applied to work at a burger joint.
0: And I thought, you know, until things
3: get better. He didn't get the job. At the end of last year, the state's Employment Development Department froze more than a million accounts in an attempt to fight fraud. Collins was one of them. Last week, he was finally able to verify his identity and restart his payments. But it feels like two steps forward, 5,000 steps back to him. Here's why.
0: When I logged in today and it says the account is over withdrawn, 5,000-something, $80. So any benefits that I would receive would basically go to the paying Bank of America and whoever... thieves were that took my money.
3: At the beginning of September, Collins' Bank of America debit card through which he receives his benefits was hacked. The irony, Collins said, is even he'd triggered freezes on the card in the past when he was using his own benefits. But somehow, someone else was able to make 50 or 60 fraudulent transactions in Southern California, remember Collins lives in Northern California, without any alert from B of A. The claims process took months, countless hours on the phone, police reports, and in mid-December, B of A sent Collins a letter saying after a review, the bank had denied his claim and decided there were no fraudulent charges on his account. Collins called B of A for an explanation.
0: Yeah, they just said, oh, we'll just resubmit your claim for reconsideration.
3: <laughs>
0: and I'm like, um, why did they decline it? Oh, it doesn't really tell us why it was declined, but we can resubmit it for you.
3: A spokesman says Bank of America has beefed up the call center team handling inquiries on EDD cards to expedite processing times. But Collins is still waiting to hear back from the reconsideration request he submitted. And there's a chance the hacking of his debit card and the freezing of his EDD account last year are linked, says Daniela Urban, founder of the Center for Workers' Rights in Sacramento. We've been hearing more and more about problems like this where the claimant themselves have reported the fraud. And all that did was make it more difficult for that claimant to receive the payments. And that's not all. Urban says EDD's fraud defense systems are often requesting the same identification material people have already provided for earlier claims, which makes people skeptical about whether those asks are legitimate. We've heard from several claimants who received text messages asking them to upload documents to UI Online, and they just assumed that it was a scammer. And people who've already experienced fraud, like Collins, are even more reticent about forking over the additional personal information. Last week, Collins verified his account and got his first unemployment payment for 2021. It was deducted from his current Bank of America debit balance, which is now negative $4,638.23. For the California Report, I'm Mary Franklin Harvin.
1: In two days, Joe Biden will be sworn in as President of the United States. And because of the threat of possible violence by far-right and white nationalist groups, security is high both in Washington, D.C. and Sacramento. Although it was calm over the weekend, hundreds of armed California National Guard soldiers have been deployed around the state Capitol building and nearby federal and state courthouses. Governor Gavin Newsom says the measures are necessary in light of the attack on the U.S. Capitol building. California will take every necessary measure to protect public safety and our democratic principles and to ensure that those disgraceful actions are not repeated here. Meanwhile, California cities like L.A. and San Francisco are making their own preparations for possible inauguration-related unrest. Vice President-elect Kamala Harris is expected to resign her California U.S. Senate seat in just a few minutes. But that vacant seat won't be vacant for long. Here's KQED Politics Editor Scott Schaefer. Governor Gavin Newsom tapped current Secretary of State Alex Padilla to serve out the final two years of Harris's Senate term, and Padilla is expected to be sworn in as senator tomorrow or Wednesday. Details are uncertain due to heightened security in Washington and the transition from the Trump to Biden administration. Padilla will be starting the job at an extraordinary moment. On the docket, are critical legislation to address COVID-19 and its economic fallout, confirmation of Joe Biden's cabinet, and a possible impeachment trial, all with the Senate evenly divided between Republicans and Democrats. State Assemblywoman Shirley Weber from San Diego will replace Padilla as Secretary of State once the legislature confirms her. That will make her the first African-American to be the state's top election official. For the California Report, I'm Scott Schaefer. And when he does get sworn in, Padilla will be the first Latino to represent California in the U.S. Senate. He's already calling for the legalization of undocumented immigrants working in essential services. KQED's immigration editor, Taiki Hendricks, has more. Early
2: this month, Padilla reached out to California immigrant rights leaders to talk about how to reverse President Trump's punitive immigration policies. He says this year is a chance to make a big change.
1: After the four years of constant attack on immigrant communities, the Biden and Harris administration will help us turn the tide.
2: His list includes rebuilding the asylum system and reuniting separated families. But Padilla and the advocates see an opportunity on day one. They know Congress will move fast on the COVID relief bill, and they want it to include green cards for the millions of workers who lack legal status, but who are growing and processing food, providing child care and health care, and doing other critical
1: jobs. We have deemed so many of them as essential, and we have an obligation to treat them as essential.
2: Padilla says they deserve not just COVID and labor protections, but also the security of a path to citizenship.
1: History will remember them as American heroes, and they will take their rightful place next to the generations of immigrants that have helped build the America that we know and love.
2: And Padilla says no state has more at stake in these reforms than California, home to more immigrants than anywhere else in the country. For The California Report, I'm Tyke Hendricks.
1: San Diego has a new mayor, Todd Gloria. A Democrat, he's the first openly gay person and person of color to lead the city of nearly a million and a half people. I talked to Mayor Gloria about his ambitions for the city, chief among them getting San Diego once a conservative bastion to embrace an increasingly urban, progressive, and multicultural identity.
0: I think many people don't understand that San Diego is the second largest city in California. We're the eighth largest in the nation. And my election uh, is about having San Diego act accordingly. Uh, And I think part of that is embracing uh, the now uh, majority of our population who are people of color, who have never uh, had the opportunity to sit behind the desk in the mayor's office and to lead uh, this city, uh, as well as be here on behalf of LGBTQ San Diegans who now have broken this barrier. And I guess my point is that when San Diego leads, others will follow. And my hope as mayor is to help us lead a lot more often.
1: I know, Mayor Gloria, you have big ambitions for San Diego to build more housing, improve public transportation, and fight climate change. But you've also got the immediate challenge of the coronavirus pandemic. You're in favor of doing more, like much stiffer penalties for businesses that don't stay closed. Do you think in terms of achieving your wider goals, the fight against the pandemic hangs over everything?
0: Yes, I think that that's that's just a fact. Uh, And where my focus is on on the fact that, you know, financial indicators for the city usually lag economic recovery. Uh, And so the roughly $150 million budget deficit that we're experiencing is likely to linger into the next fiscal year, meaning that, you know, we won't be back to normalcy at City Hall for some time. Uh, The only way around this is through it, Uh, and part of stepping up enforcement is to do what we can to get through this sooner rather than later.
1: You referenced the hole that's been blown into San Diego's municipal budget by the pandemic, and I know that city managers have been instructed to look at possible cuts to personnel and their budgets. As a progressive, you probably don't want to cut city services, but if you have to, if push comes to shove, will you?
0: We may not have a choice. we have a requirement to have a balanced budget. Uh, The way that we avoid this uh, is through additional federal economic stimulus. Uh, And I'm heartened by the Biden Harris administration indicating that that will be a priority. But short of that economic stimulus, we will have to make some regrettable reductions.
1: You've been a fixture in San Diego politics for a long time, sitting on the city council. You also served in Sacramento as an state assemblyman. Do you think when it comes to the big issues that face California and its cities like the pandemic or housing or homelessness, are there things we just aren't talking about that we should be?
0: I love that. That's a really good question. Because as I think through the answer, I feel like we talk about all of this stuff, but we don't always do much about it. And I'm happy to be at a level of government where action or the lack of it is held much more accountable. Um, I don't mind that. I like it. And it helps spur me to be someone who's a lot less about talk, and a lot more about action. I'm hoping to put a lot of uh, victories on the table, even during these difficult times, and hope that that really informs a statewide conversation so that, again, um, there are statewide solutions, not just San Diego-led solutions.
1: All right. Todd Gloria, the newly elected mayor of San Diego, thanks so much for your time.
0: Thank you. It's great to chat with you.
1: And that's the California Report for Monday, January 18th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Saul Gonzalez in L.A. Happy Martin Luther King Day and Inauguration Week.
2: Support for the California Report comes from Personal Capital, offering professional-grade financial tools and objective advice from a fiduciary, personalcapital.com. Eric and Wendy Schmidt whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, focused on finding exceptional people and helping them do more for others together. On the web at SchmidtFutures.com and Water Heaters Only, specializing in the repair and replacement of water heaters since 1968, licensed and insured. Open 24 hours a day, every day. Learn more at WaterHeatersOnly.com.
4: behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Do you love learning about the San Francisco
2: Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book,